fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lodge or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hello and welcome folks to The Ashlers, India's one and only pre-masonic based podcast. I'm Shishir and I'm Ranesh. The so folks, we have been on a journey. Season 1 has been a phenomenal episode. Both of us started with a small little vision and we thought let's, you know, cover the spread of masonry in India and we went state by state. we have not come to a point where we are 21 episodes long and we have covered pretty much all the states in india what's left well we promised in our previous episode in episode 20 that we would be doing a special episode on bangalore why bangalore because well ranesh and myself got initiated in masonry in bangalore and we belong to lodges that are also from bangalore so folks without further ado This is the special Bangalore episode. The cherry on the cake though is that we would also be doing a special feature of the lodges that Ranesh and myself are actually part of. So hang on to know a little more about our lodges towards the end. With that, let me tell you a little bit about uh, someone special. He is a fellow podcaster and a YouTuber, Amandeep Singh. He's got a show called Biblio Babu Show. It's a podcast where you can just listen. It's audio only, and he's got a YouTube channel called BK3 Studios. Why am I calling out Amandeep Singh? Well, the importance is that first he's a very good friend of both of us, a fellow podcaster, and he did an a special interview episode with Ranesh and myself to know a little more about us, our journey with the Ashlers podcast. That episode goes live on Monday. That is tomorrow. So the links to Aman's podcast and the YouTube channel will be in the show notes. So please do check that out and listen to us elaborate a little more about our Masonic journey, our story with this podcast, and I hope you will love it. And with that, now we jump right into the main feature of the show. So Bangalore, Bangalore, I'm sure is a city. It's a name that people anywhere in the world would know. IT industry is. where you know is what brought bangalore to the fore it's the largest uh, city of karnataka and the name is very interesting because many people may know 
it as bangalore but actually there's another name to it it represents an anglicized version of the city's original name in kannada that is bengaluru and there's a small little but very significant story about that name and rinesh i think you have the story with you so why don't i keep quiet and hand it over to you yes i i guess the first time when i read the name bangalore right it like it had this like like i think that old british kind of a charm to it and everything and obviously recently when we were thinking about changing the name itself and that bangalore was renamed as bengaluru so i was kind of intrigued obviously to understand the story and most of the folks over here the people obviously knew about this story so so for our listeners who don't know about it this is a small story i'm not sure whether it is true or not but it really is an interesting one it actually recounts the 12th century hoysala king veera ballala the second who apparently was in a hunting expedition and he lost his way in the forest tired and hungry he came across a old woman who was serving him boiled beans the grateful king named the place benda kal uru which literally means town of boiled beans which eventually evolved into bengaluru now there are many stories like these things which will actually explain the origin of the word but i kind of like this story because a king who was served by a woman who gave uh, like some boiled beans and he just like named the place thinking this is the place where i got this a town of boiled beans where it was common and uh, there are slight variations to this what i heard was that he uh, you know um, he was out there with a small army of his and then you know they mm. were going through this forest and happened uh, to come across this old lady's house and that was all that she had with her and she offered that you know to the king and his soldiers and they were so uh, you know uh, taken aback by the generosity of this lady that she gave all that she had which was a very big selfless act moving on to the history of the city see the region of modern day bangalore was part of a several successive south indian kingdoms and it is actually synonymous to our previous episode where we covered the story of karnataka with a bit of a deviation but the most important element which i want to bring here is the current modern bangalore which we all know about was actually founded by a feudatory of the vijayanagar empire in 1537 by kempe gowda the first who built a mud fort here with a moat surrounding it which today is called as the bangalore fort and uh, listeners i would really recommend you to please go and see that place it actually has a very nice charm to it and i hope that we actually get to see these things and learn about that history he established the area around it as a bengaluru pete which was like kind of his capital now this is very funny okay so kempe gowda moved from his ancestral land of yalanka to establish his new principality now you and me both know shishir uh, where yalanka is we literally have to cross that to go to the airport and everything i know it's a bit far but still it is now considered as part of bangalore imagine at that one point it was actually out of the city for or rather out of this whole place that kempegowda came all the way from there <laughs> this is this is interesting and that's that's the story of bangalore actually speaking because that's how it expanded let me let me add to that okay and this will be even more interesting so there's a place called jalahalli in bangalore for quite a mm-hmm. long while it wasn't even considered as part of uh, you know bangalore uh, city like it was more like bangalore rural and yelahanka is even beyond jalahalli so now just imagine yeah. <laughs> that that's that's interesting but this is what kempe gowda was actually envisioning he visualized building a city a city a capital city for himself like with a fort some tanks like water reservoirs by the way he is known to have a lot created these reservoirs because bangalore actually did not have any river nearby 
like it was not obviously not not that close and also obviously water was required but the the climate of this place the the way it was actually arranged right it was able to obviously like store some of these waters so he had a vision he said that okay i know i want people to come and stay here so obviously i need to take care of all these things so he ensured that water reservoirs was predominant in his plan and those lakes are still around not obviously not the same numbers though but there are some of these lakes which are actually still around he had some temples he had a vision that people from all trades and professions will come and work and stay here and this is exactly what shishi you and me are doing we have come from our place we have come here with our different trades with our different professions and we are working at this place couldn't agree more and it also shows how a great leader's vision can you know transcend boundaries it can transcend time and space itself you know uh, he would never have thought that in like 2021 you know there should be so many people in bangalore and bangalore would have an international appeal to it you know a truly yes. cosmopolitan place where people from all over the world come and work mm-hmm. right that's that is just an amazing uh, way to go about it yeah so after kempegowda right his son imadi kempegowda uh, also uh, we call him as kempegowda the second like continued the vision and ruled the place by the way he is famous for erecting watch towers around bangalore or rather he is obviously famous about a lot of things this is something which i wanted to point out and there were many i think there were around 7 or uh, something more than that but as of now i know about four of them kempambuddi lake Lal Bagh, Alsur, and Mekri Circle. These are some of the four places, and out of these four, I think I've seen uh, Lal Bagh, Alsur, and Mekri Circle. So that's one. Yeah, even I have seen these three, um, you know, particular towers. And there's another something very important about this. Now, the um, you know the government department that maintains and takes care of the city that is called BBMP uh, has done a very you know thoughtful gesture of using this particular watchtower as its logo. and i think it's really significant in the fact that it pays homage to the uh, legendary vision of you know uh, king kempegowda when he thought of creating a city that would be uh, a, a magnet uh, for all kinds of tradesmen and and prosperity and wealth right so that's a very nice uh, gesture i would like to call out yeah so after kempegowda the second there were many other kingdoms which would have come so just to name out some of the few the sultanate of bijapur the mughals tipu sultan and finally the british with the wadiyas who actually kind of took care or ruled the place now this is where it becomes interesting now the british troops which were first stationed at shrirangapatna after the fall of tipu sultan in 1799 were later shifted to the civil and military station of bangalore in 1809 now this is where the things change for freemasonry in bangalore and shishir i would like you to take this up with pleasure all right so the thing with bangalore all right is that when you go to the heart of the city you will notice that there are quite a few military establishments as well as a lot of commercial establishments or civil establishments literally side by side now why is that so right so let me elaborate the british soldiers in bangalore they were instrumental to bringing freemasonry in the city and you know listeners who have been listening to our episodes in the past you would know that there is something called military lodges basically lodges that is having military personnel and it tends to um, you know travel along with the military uh, you know party so now the climate of bangalore you know it it obviously attracted the ruling class and led to the establishment of a military cantonment in the city of bangalore and 
it it uh, kind of like a city state and it was close to the old town of bangalore the area became not only a military base for the british but also as a settlement for a large number of europeans anglo indians and a lot of missionaries in cantonment the names of the streets are you know reflective of those days uh, it has the military nomenclature you have artillery road brigade road infantry road uh, cavalry road the british representative uh, maintained a residence within their cantonment area and his quarters were called the residency and hence the name residency road anyone who's familiar with uh, <laughs> you know the city of bangalore will know exactly where these roads are especially a place like brigade road is like you know the upscale market sort of a place uh, in bangalore so just imagine part of the city and you have all these you know establishments nearby well moving on to what shishir was mentioning about the whole british soldiers point right obviously the oldest lodge in bangalore had to take the same name and it was called the bangalore cantonment lodge number no. 710 consecrated back in 1842 which actually ceased to exist due to the paucity of members but it didn't stop there then came the oldest the second oldest technically but let's consider it the oldest lodge considering that's the only lodge right uh, these are the only lodges in existence right now so the oldest lodge in bangalore was lodge bangalore number no. 1043 consecrated in 1863 today the lodge's name is uh, lodge's number is number no. 15 because that is the oldest lodge so in our grand lodge of india's uh, register lodge bangalore is the oldest lodge in bangalore and well, well the number of existence obviously gave him number no. 15 a brief detail about this lodge this lodge actually was called the bangalore military lodge very unanimous considering the fact that bangalore cantonment was already there they took up a name of bangalore military lodge this lodge actually used to meet uh, somewhere in the victoria hotel so they didn't have a place of their own they obviously had to go here and there and try to figure this out a permanent abode was established for the lodge during 1884 so obviously between the 1860s to 1880 that was almost around uh, 19 years or 20 odd years they actually didn't have a building so obviously they were meeting at different places and all that stuff so many of these brethren most of them obviously british officers actually were involved in ensuring that these things come into place including this is very interesting 1887 a piece of the land the rare of the lodge with outbuildings was sold for 1750 by a person or by a brother called wst mark who was the master of the lodge 1750 in those days I I actually can't imagine, and I really want to like think about this fact that how exactly it kind of moved on from there. Well, moving on from there, we have the second oldest lodge in Bangalore, which is my lodge, Lodge United Services Number Two Seven Three Five, currently known as Number nine, Number Fifty Eight. This was consecrated in eighteen ninety eight. Then comes Lodge Gibbs Number Eighty Six, consecrated in nineteen eleven. Then we have Star of the South Number One Zero One Shishir's Lodge, which was consecrated in 1922. Uh, if I look at these uh, years, right, like look at this 1863, 1898, 1911, and then 1922, it kind of gives me an, uh, a feeling, right, uh, Shishir, and obviously you can add in this one because it kind of gives me a feeling that. these guys obviously look into uh, looked into freemasonry and when they started expanding to the existence of they were not able to manage it in one lodge that's when another lodge was actually started and this is something which is really nice this is something which is really interesting 
quite agree on that you know and uh, and even if you see the number of lodges renaissance in bangalore it's it is uh, i would say it is a testament to how vibrant the masonry has been and still is in fact in in bangalore with so many old lodges like my lodge is going to complete 100 years man i think yours is already <laughs> done i believe and lo- yes, bangalore also is. is done yeah yes they have completed 125 years yeah there you go oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah we are going to complete 125 years soon yeah yeah okay yeah. so so moving on uh, we also have then afterwards obviously 1961 we know about the grand lodge of india started and then came a new lodge tirunal number no. 179 consecrated in 1967 now this was technically the first lodge in uh, under the grand lodge of india in bangalore now there is a very interesting part about it the founder members and out of that founder members there was one very important person his name is martand varma now many people will be thinking what is the what is so unique about this name he was the titular maharaja of travancore the younger brother of the last ruling monarch of the kingdom of travancore martand varma was very interested about freemasonry and obviously he he joined freemasonry uh, i think he joined uh, freemasonry in lodge munchin in trivandrum and that also back in 1890 uh so so obviously he came to know about all these things so as in as in his family obviously came to know about it that's when martand varma obviously was also interested in uh, knowing what exactly is happening and all i think he must have been a small boy when he must have come to know about it from his family because he is born in 1922 and uh, he actually passed away recently in 2013 so i think he must have read, met the grand master most worshipful by the bhogilal shah during his time and he was obviously showing his interest in like i would also like to know something more and everything and he he joined freemasonry as i said in lodge uh, mention that that's the answer which i have but obviously please listeners if you have more information please do correct me in this uh now this is this is the time when the grand master requested him to form a lodge with the lodge after his name considering he was a monarch and everything and he said why don't you start a lodge called lodge martand varma he said that i would not like to do that but since my family has already been into freemasonry and they have heard a lot about this and that kind of gave me the idea he said that i would like to commemorate it or rather acknowledge it by calling the lodge as lodge tirunal and this tirunal is technically from his family it actually comes if i'm not wrong from swati tirunal after maharaja swati tirunal the raja of travancore who was a great patron of arts and a music lodges par excellence himself and hence he thought that okay i should recognize this person and that, that that's how it kind of started not with a name but with kind of like their family tradition kind of stuff and that's how lodge tirunal came into focus there is obviously more to this history and uh, maybe in future if we actually get more information about it we will definitely add that uh, obviously moving on we have lodge senic number 196 very interesting name lodge professionals number 268 this lodge actually started off as all ca's lodge chartered accountants but obviously chartered accountants unfortunately i think became a little too busy and the numbers started dwindling but they moved on to call themselves calling professionals like where if you are part of any professional please do join us and by the way uh, shishir this is where i actually found out that we have a lodge called lodge sanjeevni number no. 300 which is for all doctors now these are some of the things which are very unique which is obviously uh, we both join freemasonry here right so obviously we get to know more about the different type of lodges here so that's when it was very unique for me uh moving on 
we have a Karnataka Masters Lodge as uh, synonymous to most of the places where we always have a past master sitting and actually managing a lodge, which again is very interesting. Why? Because you get to learn a lot from these past masters. We have a lodge called Lodge Satvik, number three seven zero, Satvik. Guys, you can actually think about what all things are there. Satvik stuff, everything, all that. Then we have a lodge called Lodge uh, North Star number. Yes. I'll just add one thing for you know uh, any of our listeners who might not be from India or who may not be familiar with the word Satvik. Oh, yeah. So uh, what I am aware of is that in this particular lodge, uh, people who do not drink or smoke, and I think yes. are vegetarians. Uh, yes, and you know, yeah, like hardcore vegetarians. <laughs> uh, these are the people who join this particular lodge, which is again interesting because you know you have a group of people with common interests or you know common mm-hmm. practices coming together to do good in the society. Perfect. That's that's exactly what I uh, think I missed out. But good. That is why, uh, listeners, we have two people working on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, moving on, we have Lodge North Star Number Three Seventy Nine. Now, this again is a very unique lodge. Uh, Bangalore, as we know, and many of our uh, people who must have been who are from Bangalore or who know about Bangalore or who have visited Bangalore know about it. That Bangalore is actually a very big city now. Now. The Freemasons Hall of uh, Bangalore or for brethren in Bangalore is actually this heart of the city, the center, city, center of the city. Now, that is where some of the brethren obviously had an idea that why do we all, like they have to come all the way there and obviously the traffic is a mess right now. So it actually takes a lot of time. So there were some brethren who thought that let's have a satellite kind of a system. Like let's have another lodge somewhere out or rather a, a little in a place where people from that area can actually meet. And Lodge North Star was one of those pioneer lodges in Bangalore, which actually did that. They meet in the north of Bangalore. And wow, very good name, North Star number 379. So we have an interesting lodge called Lodge of Light number 413. It's a really young lodge and it has done wonders in the field of charity. And uh, to the listeners over here, just wanted to give an information. Lodge of Light is one of the first lodge at least in Bangalore that I know of, or at least in Karnataka, which I know of, which actually organized a COVID vaccination camp for Freemasons and their family and a bit for their friends as well. They were able to vaccinate with the first dose of vaccine last week for 200 participants. Hats off to you guys. You guys have been really doing wonders into these things. We also have them actually doing an oxygen camp. So technically, they have uh, rented a certain place. They had certain beds ready. And in case if you have any issues and if you don't have a place to go to the hospitals, you actually just come to this lodge and or rather reach out to this lodge and they will give you the place. They will actually provide that thing. And it's really nice. It's really clean. The worshipful master of this lodge, worshipful brother Thomas Kishan, has done superb job when it comes to charity. And just to call out one more thing. And obviously, this was in the current scenario, right? But that's not why the lodge actually did something like this now. I would say, I think around like two, three years back, uh, under the helm, uh, under the leadership of worship with Vivek George, this lodge had actually done a very unique and an interesting charity work. We had a lot of uh, folks who do not have a place of their own. And unfortunately, they had to live on the streets and everything. And during winter, right, Bangalore actually gets really cold. They gathered funds. And they got blankets for these folks. And by the way, without a camera crew, without a TV crew, without any knowledge about other, like without 
making a hoopla about it or making like fun fair about it they just used to go at night to certain places and just hand over these blankets to these folks or rather in case if they're sleeping really like uh, uh, snoring or something they would just keep that blanket on top of them and one of them had actually noticed one thing the next day the guy who uh, got up right he was like i think a santa came and gave me this that's that's what is it and these were the, the best santas which i know about can i add one thing here anish yes um, so what i want to you know highlight here about charity is that charity is a selfless act you give but you don't expect to receive or get something in return because if you expect something in return it's not charity anymore it's a transaction right it's a give mm-hmm. and take but charity is when you give willingly and hope that it works out well for the other person that is what charity is you take your phone take a selfie while you know doing an act of charity is also not charity guys that is again a <laughs> transaction right you may you may not get compensated uh, in the form of money or sponsorship you might get likes or shares or some comments which again is nothing but boosting your uh, self for validation or something which is again a transaction So, yeah yeah true true uh, don't get into that kind of a mode is what i would like to call it and why i'm you know mulling over this is because uh these days people are so much into you know just putting their life out on social media that anything and everything is like you know hey i did this uh, please like the photo <laughs> so yeah, yeah i just want to highlight that that's not the way to go about it <laughs> that's not charity <laughs> so true so true uh we all might have done this uh if knowingly or unknowingly but what do i want it return of it is something which actually defines us anyway moving on there are two more lodges which i would like to bring uh, focus also lodge golfers number 425 for all the golfers fan and lodge riders number 439 well who are, who really likes to ride their bikes and go to on different trips and everything so this kind of just brings into that whole fact that uh you can get together with brethren or with people of the similar interest and bring them all together uh with that i would like to obviously add uh, the two the two lodges from sister constituencies uh under the united grand lodge of england we have lodge southern brotherhood number 3311 which was consecrated back in 1908 so technically it's actually the third oldest lodges or uh, if i don't count the bangalore cantonment the, uh, then third otherwise the fourth oldest we also have a scottish lodge here called al amin lodge number 1412 it actually was constituted in 1946 in mumbai and it shifted its base to bangalore uh, so just to obviously spread the uh, knowledge of freemasonry or spread the style of freemasonry of scottish and from scottish i would like to hand it over to shishir to talk about lord star of the south thank you for that segue rinish uh, before i go on to star of the south which is my own lodge let me just uh, you know add one thing on the al amin lodge now people hmm. who may not be very familiar might be wondering a scottish lodge and al amin where is middle east and where is scottish well guys <laughs> the let me let me you know cl- uh, clarify this thing the name is you know it could be anything right uh, what is important is the kind of constitution that you are following so there is an english constitution meaning your rituals your practices and everything uh, fall under a particular set of directives which is under the united grand lords of england so we call it english constitution same way india has its own scotland has its own irish has its own right so slight variations here and there but the overall message is still the same be good people <laughs> all right so with that as a segue we now get on to the 
special feature of our episode like i mentioned early in the uh, you know in this episode so i would like to talk a little about lodge star of the south number 101 this lodge is my mother lodge meaning this is the first lodge where i was actually initiated and a lodge in which i hope i would reach uh, you know becoming a worshipful master maybe one day but yeah this is my lodge very 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 close to my heart this particular lodge has a very interesting history we will be completing 100 years on 4th of may 2022 as per our warrant this lodge started out as a scottish lodge meaning it was following the scottish constitution when it started out however uh, when gli or the grand lodge of india came into being star of the south shifted over to the grand lodge of india and became lodge star of the south number 101 now the interesting bit about uh, my lodge is that uh, the name lodge star of the south i kind of felt you know initially when i joined that maybe because especially when i see the uh, the banner every lodge has a banner like a small flag kind of a thing uh, there was a star and there are rays coming out of it i thought maybe there was some diamond like kohinoor or something after which we were named but actually the logic is that you know uh, we are like a, a star of southern india <clears throat> that is spreading the light of masonry so even our banner very clearly shows a star spreading light and then you have a co- couple of coconut trees uh which is again very very you know defining of the southern section of india and it also represents exuberance and plenty because a coconut tree has a lot of coconuts that come out of it not only that it's also a tree which has almost every single part of the tree can be of uh, can be put to something uh, can be put to use the owner of deccan herald and anyone who's from bangalore would be would know this newspaper really well but the owner of deccan herald was you know once a member of our lodge another one defining thing that you know uh, is unique to my lodge is that because we were part of the scottish constitution there are still some remnants of you know the scottish way of doing the ritual in little little ways which is still reminiscent in how we do our ritual working i can't get into the details of those obviously but any brethren who are listening to us and whenever you know whenever we are able to do physical meetings in person i would invite you to our lodge to come and see our ritual work uh, in the past few years we have even won the best lodge for ritual working competitions as well something about lodge gibbs is what i want to bring up now now lodge gibbs uh, is also a scottish lodge but you know very long back it was falling into disrepute because of uh, you know low membership and what not and that is where uh, lodge star of the south helped lodge gibbs by having its own members go and join its meetings do the ritual work along with them have candidates get initiated in lodge gibbs and that is where lodge star of the south was able to actually uh, not only rejuvenate lodge gibbs but also help maintain it and today lodge gibbs is quite vibrant uh, by itself all right and last but definitely not the least there is a message from the worshipful master brother nandikishore kale uh, that he would like to give out to all our listeners what he wants to say is lodge star of the south number 101 has a perfect blend of senior and junior brethren it has a rich history and will be completing a century in the year 
this lords provides a perfect catalyst to learn and engrave masonry in a man to become a mason so with that i would like to now end my little segment on lord sadar south and ranish over to you to talk about your mother lords lords united services so brethren as you have noticed right like we spoke about the whole bangalore military so the military folks the cantonment and uh, how it kind of started so as you know the the first or rather the oldest lodge in bangalore was actually called the bangalore cantonment lodge the second one which currently is in existence and we consider it to be the oldest one lodge bangalore was called the lodge bangalore well, sorry bangalore military lodge and in 1898 some of the brethren obviously thought that okay we definitely need to expand considering that there were many brethren uh, who are still in lodge bangalore and they obviously are waiting for their turn or whatever it is and it it, it becomes a little difficult now before i move to that there is a club in bangalore called bangalore club uh bangalore club used to be actually called bangalore united service club because the services or the folks from the army the navy or the air force who were around this area or something they used to actually be members of those clubs and colloquially in the local lingo it used to be called the bus club bangalore united service club so some of the guys who were obviously part also of lodge uh, bangalore or bangalore military lodge they actually thought about starting another lodge and they used the same name which was the bangalore united service as lodge united service now why the word united service simple fund you have brethren who are part of army uh, navy and an air force and hence those three logos are technically there in or rather were there in our old logo or the old banner which we used to have and we continued the tradition when we obviously moved from uh, ugle to grand lodge of india we became the second oldest lodge in bangalore and we continued the tradition so we actually have the wings obviously uh, we have the ponyard to showcase the military we have an anchor and rope to showcase the navy so these are all the things which we actually added into our logo we also have a elephant to define the strength which it has and also to showcase that we are part of the grand lodge of india we also have a gopuram or rather the entrance of a south indian temple to showcase that we are from south of india so these are all the three or rather the five things which we brought together in our logo or in our banner for lodge united service now that is how the name lodge united service came together so the brethren from bangalore club or rather the guys from bangalore club uh, brethren uh, bangalore united service club came together they said okay let's have a lodge and they started speaking uh, they started or rather they created a united service lodge i don't know when exactly the name changed from united service to services but i i'm still trying to find that out and even though i am a member of that i i'm not able to find uh, much about it i But might have one is... uh, point on that though yes please what, yeah so what i got to know is that initially it was um, just military but later on it mm-hmm. expanded to army and uh, navy uh-huh. also so that is where the services you know that plural sort uh-huh. of thing. could be could be the, the Yeah, well, that's that's actually interesting. Yeah, why did I not think about it? Uh, <laughs> okay, so guys, this is this is what our mother lodge is all about. And to add to what uh, Shishu was talking about, how SOS, oh, sorry, start of the south was actually helped has helped lodge gifts. Uh, similarly, in recent times, right, I have actually heard 
people talking about that when they are just sitting and relaxing and suddenly they get a kind of a call from one of the from the worship master of another lodge or from brethren of another lodge and say that guys we really need your help in something and else and they will just jump and they said okay yeah what do you want you want me to do this i i, I don't worry i'll be there and that's how we were able to help other lodges as well there is a uh, recently also right like when tirunal lodge tirunal had actually has helped lodge professionals when professional was having a bit of a lull period when they were not having many people coming into their meetings or they were obviously they were not able to manage certain points and that's when tirunal said that okay you know what our members are there we are free we will definitely come and we will be part of it and history repeats itself and that is exactly what we want to bring uh, the focus into we members freemasons have always tried to help each other whether it is within the fraternity outside the fraternity doesn't matter helping is the most important point shishir i think you can add much better things into these things sure thing so let me you know bring up the example of uh, lords of the south helping lords gibbs now if this were any conventional lo- uh, lords or a club or whatever you know group of people let's just put it that way okay if this was anything else conventional like that it's very rare that one may think that uh if i help that lodge to thrive then it would be a competition like it would be very mm. obvious like people might think or take it as a competition but masonry is not a competition you're not competing with someone else you're competing with your own self what does masonry say it may it says make a good man better but you can only get better from who or what you were yesterday or last year or you know uh, what you were back in your teens or something you improve every single day every single second you look at yourself you reflect on yourself and see how you can get better you're not competing with someone else then you're not being yourself the same way this idea of you know uh, helping another lodge is with a singular view that while my own lodge is on the journey to get people into it and make them better impart the you know knowledge of masonry and help them start off on their journey it only makes sense that more the merrier so if our lodge is doing it i'll help another lodge who is on the same mission and helps people in its own way so there is no competition it's only a matter of spreading the light spreading good knowledge making people better and that's how you get a society to become better you don't compete you lift the other person up to where you are and help them move forward to where they could possibly go to the best of their potential what do you say rinesh absolutely and uh, as you mentioned right look at the way uh, lord star of the south is it's a blend it's a blend of senior and junior i have the same thing in my lodge the first time when i sat over there i looked around and i was like wow look at these like this is a crowd which is there to help me and no matter what i have a problem with or no matter what i actually have certain issues with i will be able to get this answer but yes i do need to reach out i can't be just sitting in one corner like a statue and hold so uh, thank you to all the brethren of my lodge who has made me what i am today and i think shishir also you also would say the same stuff for your lodge because those guys actually made us what we are today exactly. we had our own upbringing not denying that we had our family we had our parents we had our teachers we had our school college friends everybody who has helped us in this way freemasonry and our lodge is also one of 
those same architects who has actually made us this so they are also part of a family and uh, well i am i am the current worshipful master of my lodge and the message which i would like to give to everybody is be kind just help if whatever in whatever possible way you can and yes freemasonry will be there to support you whenever you want wherever you want i guess with that we can actually move on to the vote of thanks uh, yeah. there are a lot of folks actually here but i would like to place my special thanks to worshipful brother sarvan jawahar from lodge bangalore who gave me a good amount of information about lodge bangalore itself worshipful brother pradeep kamath of lodge north star who is a dear friend of mine who has actually given me a lot of details about lodge tirunal because he's also a member of lodge tirunal and he actually was able to give me some ideas on what i can add or what i should be able to uh, like divert this topic in such a manner so that it gives that information i would also like to place my sincere thanks to right worship brother hanumantu from lodge star of the south who gave us so much of information on star of the south on this scottish presence and what all it has done right worship with the jaykar malaya oh my god this man is an amazing amazing personality he has given me information about my own lodge which i even i had no idea about uh, when i was when i had just joined the lodge right i did not know about much of these things i just had a name so i i used to be worried about should i ask this question will it sound okay will it not sound okay right worship with the jaykar malaya just literally like called me up and asked me one day like do you know about your lodge and then he gave me this information and i was like wow i didn't even ask and you gave me such a load of information from that time onwards it, there is no looking back i have always reached out to him for any of these things i would also like to uh, thank uh, anand rao sir for giving me so much of uh, knowledge about freemasonry and helping us in in this entire journey and many many other brethren who have made this possible for providing us tit bit of information one way or the other thank you thank you very much i'll also like to call out a few names from my own side uh, although rinesh you have actually covered everyone uh, but you know <laughs> i just want to put in a word from my side as a token of my gratitude uh, you know what as a mason okay let me put it this way as a mason when you do something like this now what rinesh and myself are doing is something unique <laughs> right but it has a potential to become great we can put in the effort but if people do not recognize or say at least one positive word it just feels like you know it's a lost cause uh, brethren of my lords have been really you know encouraging and it energizes me so yesterday rinesh uh, we had a virtual meeting since we're not able to meet physically we are just having you know virtual mm-hmm. meetings um so uh, during the fellowship i told the brethren that hey we are doing this one and you know i had spoken to brother hanumantu brother uh, uh, muttukumar swami over the phone but then uh, since we had more brethren over the call Uh, they all gave me more information which i tried to sort of you know uh, condense it given the time that we have with us but i would read, uh, really like to thank all of them brother hanumantu as well brother anandra as well for their time brother suresh babu mm-hmm. you know for really pitching in and giving me all this amazing nuggets of information so thank you so much brother it's your kind words that really helps us feel great about what we're doing and it's always a treat to hear those few words of encouragement from all of you so thank you so much uh, to the listeners if you are interested to know more about you know the lodges in bangalore or our own lodges uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, with any questions doubts whatever it might be uh, our email is in the show notes all the links are in the show notes the description right so make sure to check those out and write us a line anyway uh, also if you feel that there are ways we can improve Uh, do let us know any feedback any information we may have missed 
or if you feel that we probably did not give the most accurate information you would like us to correct ourselves please to let us know about that too uh, you know we want to spread the right information about masonry so you know we don't feel bad about correcting ourselves it is it's a given we have to do that so with that folks we come towards an end to our episode all right so that you know uh, brings us to the end of uh, season 1 Uh, when we you know talk about the union territories so we have one more episode to go for the season to end folks i hope you have enjoyed uh, this amazing journey across india uh, we enjoyed it a lot we learned a lot we got to know and interact with brethren from all over this country i could not have thought of that and you know it it's it's happened all thanks to this all thanks to you guys giving us support and encouragement so let that keep flowing in Check out the links in the show notes and interact with us. Uh, with that, we wish you all the very best. Stay safe. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that just about wraps it up, folks. We sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of Freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft. If you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about Freemasonry, please check out the show notes for links to the Grand Lords of India's website. or feel free to write us an email please do look forward to the next episode